BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Maryland. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code OLDLINE150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Maryland today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Maryland only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days from issuance. Please play responsibly. For help, visit mdgamblinghelp.org or call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM National Harbor. Promotional not available in Washington, D.C. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Some leather-lunged New Yorker. He's cheering for the Panthers, but he's behind me. And he was making all these jokes. He's like, yeah, the Panthers are losing by a hair. I heard these Florida fans are rabid, but this is ridiculous. Anyways, and then security came down. Right from from everybody, because the rabbit's not hurting anybody. I was kind of hoping the rabbit would crap all over the kids. This is the Rod Peterson Show. Yes, I'm that way. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the RP Show on a Tuesday. We're live on Game Plus Television and uh, in Alberta and BC. That's TELUS Channel 924. Thanks to all the wonderful people that have stopped me on the streets, highways, and byways and said they watch us every day on Game Plus TV. We're also streaming on YouTube Live and WQEE Radio down there in uh, Noonan, Georgia. We'll be seeing those boys shortly. I'm here at Century Downs Racetrack and Casino in Calgary. as uh, It's our final week, but it's a very big week for everybody. Darren Moose-Dupont, before we... This is the pleasantries. We're exchanging pleasantries, Moose. We'll get down to business in a moment. You're at a very exciting yeah. place in the Toronto region today, so tell us where you're I'm a little jealous, man. I'm a little jealous. <laughs> tell us where you're at. And I apologize. Yeah, it looks like I'm going to have connection issues at times. But um, we're at the Black Diamond Golf Club for Bernie Nichols uh, Foundation, his celebrity golf tournament today. Um, so it's going to be lots of fun today. Now, overall, you're fine. You're fine. You're fine. So what celebrities have you seen so far? Hockey guys, people not hockey guys, celebrities from areas that we've never even thought of before. <laughs> Who have you seen so far? Yeah, the... They continue to trickle in, and I'll have more throughout the day to let you know about, but I've already seen Bernie. He's actually just over there uh, greeting, shaking hands, kissing babies, talk to Damon Allen. Brad May's going to be out here. Our boy Matthew Barnaby is on the way. Uh, he's here somewhere. Oh, boy. So uh, it's going to be a lot of fun, a lot of fun today. And the folks from Bet Regal are here. I should mention they're the ones who invited me to be part of their group today. <laughs> it's funny because Karen's sitting here right now from Century Down. She's like, what's with the cape she goes what's with the cape i'm like well it's a robe for one 
and it's from Bet Regal. So I'm glad. Say hey to everybody, specifically Ali there at Bet Regal. And just leave the line open, Moose, as these hockey people and celebrities roll through. They can just sit down in the chair. And man, that would be fun. So, uh, so there's that. Who's calling me from Winnipeg? Don't they know we're on the air? Channel 1190, Bell MTS Cable to Winnipeg. Hey, man, we're off and running. From Sportsnet Winnipeg, Sean Reynolds will be joining us in hour one later on. And Brendan Parker from Flames TV is going to be with us down here at Century Downs in hour two live. Can you hit the quick six show horn, please, Director Jordan? And as I was saying to Karen from Century Downs, Darren, it's, it's now time as our uh, residency here ends at the end of the week. It's time to go. My face is spontaneously combusting now. You know how it happens here in the Alberta dry air? <laughs> Nick myself shaving yes. today, and I'm looking, going, where's the cut? There's no cut. I'm bleeding like a stuck pig. Usually it <laughs> takes a week. It's taken about five, six weeks, and now the, the hair, the hair. Yeah. So I'll be heading back to the um, humid confines of South Florida here beginning next week. Anyways, I will tell you that the text line is open. It's for EMJ Marketing right now, 902-518-3033. Questions or comments as the show goes along, fire them at us here on your favorite daytime sports television show. And uh, EMG Marketing provides the right keynote speaker for your event. Contact Joe at emgmarketing.com today. So point one, Monday night football, Sam Howell threw for 188 yards and two touchdowns as the Washington Commanders defeated the Baltimore Ravens 29-28 on a last second field goal. The loss marked the end of a 24-game preseason win streak for the, rec uh, for the Ravens, who passed the NFL record of 19. It was set by the Green Bay Packers in the 1950s. Sam Howell was still in middle school the last time the Ravens <laughs> lost a preseason game back in 2015. So uh, I really enjoyed the game. For the most part, ESPN threw the kitchen sink at the broadcast. They didn't have the Manning cast, which is fine. I wouldn't watch that anyways. But the stadium was full. Incredibly positive vibe coming out of FedEx Field with the new uh, owner. And I don't know, Darren, is it Josh Davis, the new owner of the Washington Commanders? Why should I know who he is? Because everybody's making a really big deal about him. They are a big deal about the whole culture in Washington has shifted. The commanders, uh, and, you know, you've got Eric Bieniemy as the new offensive coordinator. They named Sam Howell the, the starting quarterback. So there's going to be a lot of fun, I think, around the commanders. It just seems like, not that they're going to light the world on fire and be a Super Bowl contender, but there's an era of positivity and optimism around this group. So they're going to be a lot of fun this year, and, and a team that I think we're going to pay a little bit of attention to. But that owner... Should I know him? Because I don't know him, but should I know him? Why is he no, so No, you shouldn't. Okay. He's just you another rich guy. But I think he's, he's another rich guy, and I think just because of the Daniel Snyder thing, and now you've got kind of this new era, I think that's why he's jumping on the pay, off, the, off the pages here. Okay, well, they're just treating him like he's the next one, and it just tells you how badly they wanted an ownership change. By the way, just checking in from the comments, from the streaming... Uh, Buffalo Bill writes that he says, greetings from cloudy Noonan, North Dakota. I miss the mountains. And he says, will the Elks be on time again this week and win two in a row and start a long winning streak? I don't know. We're not there yet. But as far as the mountains, we're here for a few more days. 
out in the Calgary region and Century Downs Racetrack and Casino. So you can come out and visit us. And we don't necessarily have to be here for you to come visit, but the World Professional Chuck Wagon Association World Finals are here this week. You can get your tickets at showpass.com. And one of the drivers, Dustin Gorst, I should have mentioned this, is going to be with us in the last segment today in overtime for OT Hockey Lanes here in Calgary. So there's that. So that was 1A, Monday Night Football. I'm listening to the coverage this morning. Everybody's saying it was the greatest preseason game of all time. <laughs> it might have actually been. I don't think that they're exaggerating because I watched it. 29-28. I cared right down to the last second. Is this streak going to end? And it did end. So bravo, NFL. They brought the full schutzpah, and uh, it paid off. Now, point 1B, the Indianapolis Colts are allowing disgruntled running back Jonathan Taylor to seek out a trade partner. He remains on the NFL's pup list because of off-season ankle surgery. He's also seeking a contract extension before his current deal expires after this season. I don't know where you are on there. I see we have viewers this morning from Indianapolis tuned in, including Carlos. I, maybe I'd like to get his take on this. Uh, it, it brings up our poll question today, Darren, for Key Auto Group, and that is, well, with the Key Auto Group, most vehicles receive a lifetime engine warranty guaranteed. Go to keyautogroup.ca slash the key advantage. For eligibility and maintenance requirements, the Key Auto Group, here to take care of you. The poll question is, will Jonathan Taylor play for the Indianapolis Colts this year? And 65%. Our respondents are saying, no, we won't. Jonathan Taylor is still on his rookie contract, as I just said. He is, Darren, without question, one of the top five running backs in the National Football League. He might actually be top three. And I would, I'm going to vote that, yes, he will play because the players very rarely ever went out in these situations. The employees very rarely ever went out over the employer but there are two factors that jonathan taylor could be looking at one he could just elect to sit all year and two he might find a willing trade partner and be dealt but it's not going to happen now a couple of weeks away from the start of regular season so i think he i think that he plays for the colts this year that he doesn't win this dispute but other than that i don't really care about millionaires and billionaires fighting about their money. Nobody cares about my money problems, if I had any. Why should I care about theirs? Same goes for the soccer program. I just don't care. Can we play the game? But what are you voting? Does he play for the Colts or not? This year? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to vote that he won't. Um, I think once you open the door, it's hard to go backwards. Once you decide, okay, you don't want to be here. We're going to let you find somebody else. It's hard to pull that back. Now, his agent will go out and try and facilitate a trade, and will he be able to facilitate something that Jim Ursay and the Colts will actually want back? I don't know. We don't see trades that often in the National Football League. But I think once a relationship gets soured like this to the point where now both sides have said they're open to a trade, I think, uh, I think that's where it's headed. Whether it happens right away or happens midway through the season, um, I don't think he plays for the Colts. Wow. Well, I think that he plays out his contract, and I, I just can't see a team making a deal for him. Now, the, the salary cap is set. Unless there was an injury to yeah, a team, injury. I just can't see it happening in the middle of training camp. Point two, the Toronto Blue Jays, who have won two in a row, open an important three-game series tonight in Baltimore, trailing the Red Hot Mariners now by a game for the third and final wildcard playoff berth. Lefty Yusei Kikuchi will be on the hill for the Jays, while Grayson Rodriguez will pitch for the American League-leading Orioles, who have won three straight. Sportsnet's got the game. Point three, I promised this yesterday, and I saw a Flames blogger opining on Twitter yesterday, and it'll always be Twitter to me, 
that this was the longest offseason ever. And while he, he came across like a teenage kid in the back of the car, this is the longest drive ever. It actually is. Because the Flames miss the playoffs. When your team misses the playoffs, man, that's two more months of an offseason than Florida had or Vegas had. It's, so I know that it sucks. And that was my key to talk about things, Darren, that we always talk about this time of year. It reminded me is my divisional predictions. And I said that we would go each day a different division here on the RP show. Yeah. So today, it's the Atlantic division. And I knew you spent some time on this. And if I may for one second, this is why hockey is my number one sport. An old hockey guy, an old scout by the name of Glenn Crawford taught me one time how to pick who's the toughest division in any sport. Now, I transferred that to football, and it worked really well there. But I, I wrote this down. Like, add up the wins by each division, and it'll tell you who's the toughest division. I understand they play within the division the most, you know, they play each other more than anybody else. But it's a pretty yeah. good indicator of what the toughest divisions are in the National Hockey League, or any league for that matter. It was Glenn Crawford and Red Deer. So if anybody's watching in Red Deer and knows Croft, tell him I said, hey, and I didn't, I was listening, even though it didn't seem like I was that day when he was telling me. The Atlantic Division, Darren, was the toughest division in the NHL last year. They had 44 wins. The Atlantic Division. And that's where we're starting today with my predictions. The next toughest division was the Metropolitan Division. They had 324 wins. Next, the Central Division, where the Winnipeg Jets reside. They had 323 wins. And based on Croft's formula, let's just call it Croft's theorem, the Pacific Division had the was the weakest division, and quite frankly, by far, with 315 wins as a group. Now, if you average them all, you take those wins and divide them by the eight teams, the Atlantic Division averaged 44 wins, Met Division averaged 41, the Central Division averaged 40, and the Pacific Division averaged only 39. And to put a cherry on top, the Stanley Cup champion came from the weakest division in the National Hockey League, the Pacific Division. What do you think about that? How about that? How about that? How about that? And you know what? You say the Atlantic's the toughest. You know, the team that made it to the cup final and lost, the Florida Panthers, they were the last team to make the playoffs on the last day of the season. That's how tough the division is. Like, and that's how close the gap is from, you know, first to eighth in that division. I think, you know, you gave me some really tough homework coming up with these rankings. Like, I stewed over this for a while. Okay, well, here are mine. And, uh, oh, by the way, Jack from Vulcan, Alberta. I was wondering where he was. He says, I'm back. Been very busy with football, so I've been absent for watching my favorite live sports talk show on the planet, the RP Show. Thank you, Jack. I was going to text you, but I didn't want to bother you. Troy in Toronto writes in and says, and this is why Darren moved to Toronto. He's so dedicated to the RP show, he moved to grow the broadcast. I'm glad to have him here in the center of the universe. And the sad thing is, he doesn't even say that facetiously. He actually thinks that. And that's fine. Let's, yeah. let, I'm, let's let him think that. So here's my Atlantic Division predictions. Are you ready for the 2022-23 NHL season? Number one, the Toronto Maple Leafs. They've made the changes. They've got their general manager fired. So they'll be playing guilty probably till at least Christmas. Austin Matthews playing for a contract, right? It looks like Toronto's got a lot to play for. And they'll be number one in the division. Number two, the Florida Panthers. I know they're coming off injuries, and I know it was a long season. But that doesn't mean that they're not going to be great. 
the Florida Panthers will be the second team in the Atlantic Division. Third, the Tampa Bay Lightning. Florida will be the greatest state for NHL walk watching this year, and I'll be there. Fourth will be the Buffalo Sabres, if that's the cutoff line. One of those teams had to make a step up, and I believe it'll be the Buffalo Sabres. They're probably the most exciting young team in the NHL right now. The Boston Bruins have lost too much. They've just lost too much. It's over for Boston. They're fifth. Sixth will be the Detroit Red Wings, like Justin Trudeau. They're just not ready. Seventh, speaking of Ottawa, will be Ottawa, the Senators. And last place, sorry to say, will be Les Montreal Canadiens. Les Canadiens de Montreal. And they're coming, but they're nowhere near ready. They'll be, they'll be good, but not this year. They'll be last place in the division again. Toronto, Florida, Tampa, Buffalo, Boston, Detroit, Ottawa, Montreal. Read him and weep. How about that? Who's are yours? Who's are yours, Moose? Yeah, I'm with you a little bit. Um, close. I've got Toronto number one and, and Florida number two. I actually have Buffalo at number three. And I think Buffalo is going to make the biggest jump in the division. I really do. I think they're ready to take that next step. So I'll go Toronto, um, Florida, Buffalo. I've got Boston and then Tampa, Detroit, Ottawa, Montreal. So very close to yours. But I think Buffalo is going to make the biggest jump in the entire division. And, and I'm with you. I think Boston takes a bit of a step backwards. I really do this year. Um, and Florida will be better. You know, coming off that cup run, I think there's a lot of confidence in that locker room. And I think they'll translate that into a better regular season than they had last year. Mentioned it. Uh, thank you, Darren, for that. Write them down, please, and put them in a desk drawer. We never do look them up at the end of the year, but just save them. Well, I have them all here. And actually, last year's were surprisingly close. And I will also say this, as this will be my third season covering the National Hockey League full-time, don't let it be said that the season's too long or it's a year-round league, because it ain't. People that really love the NHL and hockey are missing it right now, and that includes me. And Carlos in Indianapolis yeah. regarding the Colts situation in our poll question, he says, Jim Ursay, the owner, said earlier this month that Taylor won't be traded. That's quite the change of heart if they're considering testing the trade waters with him. So we got a lot of topics to get to, and we haven't even touched on the CFL yet, plus our randoms. So that's next. Moose is live from the Bernie Nichols Foundation Golf Classic and in Toronto, and I'm at the... Century Downs Racetrack and Casino will return after this brief pause on the Game Plus Television Network, WQEE Radio, Podcast, and YouTube Live. BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Maryland. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code OLDLINE150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Maryland today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Maryland only. 
New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days from issuance. Please play responsibly. For help, visit mdgamblinghelp.org or call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM National Harbor. Promotional not available in Washington, D.C. Playnow.com is Saskatchewan's only legal gambling site. A site with hundreds of slot games, your favorite live table games, and the Playnow Sportsbook. Head over to www.playnow.com slash rpshow to claim your $50 casino reward. That's www.playnow.com slash rpshow for your $50 casino reward. Playnow.com 19 plus, use your game sense. We're live from Century Downs Racetrack and Casino. As you can see, a beautiful day in Cowtown. The World Professional Chuck Wagon Association World Finals coming your way beginning Wednesday to Sunday here at Century Downs. Get your tickets at showpass.com. One of the drivers, Dustin Gorse, is going to be joining us later on in Hour 2. So I'm in Calgary. Moose is at the Bernie Nichols Foundation Golf Classic in Toronto. And just before I continue with the topics, have you seen anybody famous in the break, Moose? Anybody new and famous? Tell me, tell me, tell me. Yeah, there's a lot of guys out here, and they're asking about you, especially guys like Barnaby. I just saw him across the way. I just hooked up with Ali and Erica from Bet Regal in that commercial break. So they're going around getting some footage. It's going to be a fun day. It really is. Okay, good stuff. We won't hold you up much longer. I know you got to go golf. Uh, okay, regarding our Atlantic Division predictions, Colin in Ottawa says, keep sleeping on the Sands, boys. We'll be there at the end of the regular season. I'm sure you will be, but will you, will you be there in the playoffs? That's a hard no from me, dog. Jay in Winnipeg says, yo, Roddy, who's the Jets' second-line center? Uh, Cole Perfetti. Jay. Jack Fulton Mom's says, Rod, I got a message for you. He says, Rod, I got a message for you from Cameron Judge. Rod's my guy. Thank you. I love me some Cam Judge, <laughs> number four for the Calgary Stampeders. Like me, a little misunderstood. Willie Jefferson says the same thing. Rod's my guy. I appreciate all those guys, and that's a wonderful uh, CFL tie-in. Allie's checked in from Texas. She says, hey, everyone, hope everyone's doing good. We're going to get to our Central Division, uh, Central Division prediction probably Thursday. I'm thinking Metropolitan Division for Wednesday. And we'll wind it all up on our last day here on Friday with the Pacific Division where we reside, or at least I do. I know you got to go. Hey, Moose, when you got to run, just put your hand in the air and, and take off. Okay? You're good for I'm now? I'm good. I'm good. Anytime in the next five to ten minutes. Yeah. Okay. Uh, the CFL notes are these. The number one note, and I'm. it's a good thing that the fans are as interested in this. The Edmonton Elks, uh, the TSN broke this story again last night are about to hire Rick Lawlisher as their interim president, replacing the outgoing Victor Quee. And um, it's the Rod Peterson Show. People want to know my thoughts. I've known Rick a really long time, and I've spent a lot of time with Rick and around Rick. Rick's a solid guy. I never found anybody that would say a bad word about Rick Lawlisher. He was the Eskimos president way back in the day. Most recently coming off being the president of the BC Lions, and they seem to be doing something great. I don't know how much credit Rick gets, but they did a lot of winning when he was in Edmonton. think he did a good enough job in BC. Who else are you going to get but Rick Lawlisher? I don't know enough about it, okay? 
But if the board and the chairman are above everybody else, I still think they're the problem. They're, this could still be a case of rearranging the chairs on the Titanic. They still got a lot of problems to clean up, and I'm not sure Rick is the guy. This is frontline roll-up-your-sleeves type stuff, and I don't know if Rick is that type of guy or not. I don't know. But at least he's got a proven track record, so it's something. You? Yeah, I agree with you. Um, I don't know. Um, I haven't been around the league nearly as long as you have or have the, you know, as intimate of a relationship with it um, in my shorter career. But you know what? This isn't, I don't think today is the time to roll up your sleeves and start getting the, the barnacles off the bottom of the boat. You're in the middle of the season. You're out on the open water. You just need to steady the ship and keep the boat afloat until you can get to shore, which I would say is the end of the season. So I think when they say interim, for Rick Lawlisher. I don't think there's intention here of him coming in and, and taking this job for the next decade or two. Maybe, but I think this is just about steadying the ship, getting everybody comfortable, getting through the season, and then getting to work on fixing the real problems uh, once the season's over. I guess that's my point. I feel like the team is just in... They're in a, they're in a wildfire. Yes, it's and chaos. Rick is coming with a bucket of water. <laughs> like, yes. What, yes. What do you expect him to do? Right? So that's what I'm saying. I think it's kind of what you're saying. So again, Rick's got a proven track record, but I don't know the ins and outs of that organization well enough to know, is he a roll-up-your-sleeves kind of guy? Because some of the presidents that I've worked with are, and we had success, and others are not. And they couldn't yeah. name the receptionist's name or Susie from the ticket off, because they don't care. I don't know Rick well enough if he's that kind of guy or not. By the way, our CFL coverage is brought to you in part by Sober Carpenter, non-alcoholic craft beer. Check them out at SoberCarpenter.com. We'll let Moose go here right away, because uh, I can... That's got a lot of comments coming in, everybody, on the streams and on the text line for EMJ Marketing, and then I'll address those and let Moose take off. But point five, the Winnipeg Blue Bombers could have star quarterback Zach Caleros back under center when they host the Montreal Alouettes on Thursday night. The two-time CFL outstanding player practice with the team yesterday as he works his way back from a neck injury. The Bombers have won four in a row with the last two victories coming after Drew Brown replaced Caleros at QB. Did we lose Moose? I just see him went off the screen. Okay. So bring him back in, please. <laughs> so what do you think about for Winnipeg they're that good quite frankly that they can win without Zach Calero so I, again he ran the practice yeah. I assume he's going to play this week it just tells you what a luxury that the Bombers are they flubbed it in the Grey Cup last year and shouldn't have it would have been a three-peat but they had a field goal to win it blocked but they're they're all that they're still the marquee team of the CFL and to me this proves that they could probably beat Montreal without Drew Brown yeah, Drew Brown as quarterback, I mean, this team has such a luxury, so there's no need to rush Zach back. Zach knows when he's ready to go. And let's remember, he's been really healthy in Winnipeg, but it wasn't that long ago he was in Sask and he was dealing with all the injuries. And so I think you still need to be careful. Winnipeg's done a tremendous job with him. Um, I wouldn't rush him back because you have Drew Brown there and who's played really well. So I'd be very careful with Zach. But when he's good to go, he's going to tell you. Um, either, they have such a luxury, though. No need to rush him back and risk any injury. This is the first real sign of anything we've seen, really, in his time in Winnipeg. Okay, Moose, I'm going to let you go. Whom are you golfing with today? 
to be honest, I haven't even checked. So we're going to find out soon, <laughs> and I'll put some, uh, I'll put a few snaps up on the RP Show Instagram story. So go check that out today. Okay, Moose, you're getting busy. Appreciate the time. Thank you. Thank you. It is the absolute best daytime talk show on the air, sports or otherwise, the RP Show. I mean, how about that? The guy is literally in Toronto at the Bernie Nichols Foundation Golf Classic, and all our good friends are there. Um, hey, if I liked golf, I'd be really jealous of them, but I just don't like golf, but you all know that. But I would go there and ride around in a cart. That's always fun, too. Yeah, a lot of stories just popped into my head while doing that. You want to hear one? Touchdown Atlantic, Moncton, 2019. I was eight months out of being the voice of the Rough Riders. So I rode around in a cart in Moncton. I think it was the Moncton Golf Club. Any of you people in Moncton watching? Tell me the name of the golf course, the most popular golf course there in Moncton. Rode around with Leo Esrins, the uh, head of the CFL Alumni Association, just the two of us. Oh, we had a blast. And we came upon one of the teams that was uh, booked by, or was four CFL staffers. And one of the guys, I don't even know if he's still with the league anymore. He, he, <laughs> he came over to our cart and I, he was hanging on the roof of our cart. He was hanging in it. You know how they do. And I said, how's the round? How's the day? And he says, well, Rod, you know, it's, uh, it's okay. You know, we don't do any work at the CFL office. That's what I hear from you all the time. We're out here golfing all the time. So, yeah, we're having a great day golfing because we don't work. That's what I hear from Leo, hit it. Let's go. Yeah. That's why when I was on the radio show in Eastern Canada last week with Arno Gascon, they don't the former uh, linebacker, the Red Blacks, and he said, oh, we have CFL ambassador Rod Peterson with us. I'm like, are you, are you sure? Anyways, that was that guy's problem, not mine. Jeff writes in on the EMJ marketing text line, 902-518-3033. He says, hey, Rod and Moose, I just landed in Hamilton. I'm starting the cross-country drive back to Edmonton tomorrow with my stepson, DeAndre with a pit stop at IJ Field on Thursday for the Bombers-Al's game. Should be fun. Have a good show. Thanks for joining us, Jeff, in Hamilton, now living in Edmonton. Come on down. Uh, I guess we won't see you. We won't see you this time at Century Downs, but I know you've come down earlier this summer to see us, so drive safe on that cross-country uh, trip. Everybody's showing up here today. We'll be, <laughs> we'll be right. I didn't think you'd do it. I did not think you'd stop. I appreciate that. Speaking of people on their way through, this is Karen, by the way, with Century Downs. Let you guys. Chuck, you're out here for baseball, right, Chuck? Got canceled. Okay. Well, you came to Century Downs. You came to the right place. John is watching in Rosetown, and I don't know how or why this came up, but he says there's always lots of excuses from the losing team. You got beat. Deal with it. No mention of Emelis making a play of the year and a third-string third quarterback beating one of the league's best. This was John uh, referring to yesterday and Kevin the Medium joining us. This was actually funny. The BC Lions fan, Kevin the Medium, who's not with us today because he's doing his actual job, and that's sales for the RP show. But he came on here, and I thought we were going to have to get him like a crying towel or a box of tissues. That is BC Lions lost in Sask on Sunday. 
Rick writes in from Martinsville on the EMJ Marketing text line. He says, holy, I thought Ryder fans cried a lot. Where's the sound effects today? Nine oh two five one eight thirty thirty three. Ah, I thought it was just we were just having fun, kibitzing uh, with Kevin the meeting yesterday. But his team lost. Like the guy said, deal with it. Interesting. Just checking in here. Jay in Winnipeg says Darren bombing. He is a bonfire sports in Winnipeg. He says has Caleros as a go. So there's no conjecture over whether he's going to play or not, which makes sense. Ted in Red Deer says, I'm not sure the Habs fans are going to take being in last place another season too well. Are you talking about my prediction that they're going to be in last place or that they're going to actually be in last place? Because they don't have a goalie. And... It's awesome to say that you're one of the best young teams in the National Hockey League, but Montreal's really young, like really young. So they're young and good, but they're too young. Look at the division. It's the toughest division in the National Hockey League. I gave you the statistical evidence as to why. Toronto, Florida, Tampa Bay, Buffalo, those are the playoff teams. I got Boston and Detroit missing. You know, I think there's a very good chance that Montreal is going to be in last place, and they're just going to have to deal with it. Oh, boy, you want to talk about pressure cookers? It drove Carey Price crazy. And he'd tell you, it drove him nuts. We're going to take a timeout, come back with a sports update. Sean Reynolds from Sportsnet Winnipeg, because we're very big in Winnipeg, Channel 1190, Bell MTS Cable, there. We'll talk uh, Jets and maybe a little Bombers when we come back. Brendan Parker coming up an hour or two from Flames TV. Dustin Gorst, professional chuck wagon driver with the World Finals here. He's going to come up later on an hour or two. So we'll return after this brief pause on Game Plus TV. WQEE podcast and YouTube live. Playnow.com is Saskatchewan's only legal gambling site. A site with hundreds of slot games, your favorite live table games, and the Playnow Sportsbook. Head over to www.playnow.com slash rpshow to claim your $50 casino reward. That's www.playnow.com slash rpshow for your $50 casino reward. Playnow.com 19 plus, use your game sense. Live from Century Downs Racetrack and Casino, the RP Show continues on a beautiful Tuesday and uh, on cue. A lot of Winnipeggers checking in today with questions. By the way, Jake in Calgary says, have you heard any credibility from what you're hearing about Patrick Waugh being added to the Sens front office? Well, I just texted his agent, so stay tuned. We'll see what they say. Yeah, but for a Jets update, let's bring him in now. Sean Reynolds from Sportsnet Winnipeg. And before we get into the hardcore hockey talk, he's got the nice flow going. How's the summer been, Sean? 
It's good. It's a, it's flow season. I find you don't have to be quite as clean cut as when you're uh, doing the hockey night in Canada stuff. So uh, yes, it is flow season for hockey players is typically in the middle of the winter. Mine is I'm right in the heart of it. That's good. That's good. How's the summer been in Winnipeg overall? Well, it's great. We we went out west for a little bit and went rolling through Saskatchewan and Calgary and all those places, got out into the mountains, and we know all the issues that are happening out there uh, with the fires and the smoke and all that. So I think we consider ourselves fairly lucky here in Manitoba. I think we feel there's it's a bit of a hidden gem here. A lot of other uh, provinces don't really know about the lake life that we have out here and uh, we haven't been as plagued with the smoke as most places in Canada so we uh, we think our lucky stars for that it's interesting I was talking to an oil friend buddy of mine from southeastern Saskatchewan talking about the wildfires and we're putting our heads together going something that's never happened in Saskatchewan <laughs> and we went back a long ways so we're very fortunate about that uh, Sean how long before the Jets get going Shouldn't be too long now, I wouldn't think. Yeah, I, I'm I'm a big believer. So there's there's a lot of people who suggest that going forward, you know, the Jets are gonna hold on to to guys like Connor Hellebuck and Mark Shifley and carry them into the season and maybe trade them at the trade deadline next year. I don't, I mean, it's a possibility. I don't see it happening. The Jets have already come out and said that they are no doubt trying to reload. They're not rebuilding, they're reloading. What we saw from them in their trade of Pierre-Luc Dubois shows exactly that. Everyone I've talked to essentially says the same thing within the organization. And what that means is I think that the clock is ticking on moving those two players. Why? Well, if you take a look at what kind of returns you get uh, during during the season, which is very hard because trades are just do not happen very often during the season, and especially at the trade deadline, which would be the next stop for when you trade these players. Let's say you're the Tampa Bay Lightning and you're trying to load up to try and win another cup and you say, we're going to take a look at Mark Shifley. We're going to bring him in here. Well, what are you sending back to the Jets? You're not sending reloading players. You are sending futures and adding Mark Shifley to your team to get better. You're not trying to break even and send Steve Stamkos to the Jets for Mark Shifley. You are sending futures. So if the Jets are truly intent on rebuilding, I think the window for that, or sorry, not rebuilding, retooling i think the window for that is closing because it gets so much harder to do that during the season and especially at the trade deadline you know i saw a comment today somebody said this threatens to overshadow camp the futures of hellebuck and shifley and will they be moved or not and i mm -hmm. thought that would be a shame if it did um could that happen though well, I, I think it can, but I also think that this is a team that is used to operating under those pressures. Like if you think back all the way to kind of the, the genesis, the beginning of the, the Winnipeg Jets in Winnipeg and the Evander Kane situation, I mean, this is a guy who behind the scenes was asking to get out for a number of years. And Kevin Sheveldayoff did not move this player until he got what he wanted for him. He got a great haul back. But in the meantime, and we know this from talking to players within that dressing room, it was taxing for the Winnipeg Jets players behind the scenes. It came to a head. We all know the big story and the tracksuit and all that kind of stuff. That's the result of 
Kevin Sheveldayoff keeping a player that probably should have been moved out of the dressing room in that dressing room until he could get what he wanted for it. Maybe there's a, a lesson to be learned in there, but if you're talking about it overshadowing camp, I think it can, and I think that can have an effect on the players, but I will dare say the Winnipeg Jets, they did it last year with Pierre-Luc Dubois. They are used to operating under that cloud of a player wanting out, making it known, uh, and knowing that that player could be going at any time. This is just the way things go in Winnipeg under Kevin Sheveldayo. Well, I'll tell you what, uh, Sean, I would love to sit sometime. Because whenever I see you, it's just a breeze by, right? Everybody, it's always so busy. Just to shit, sit and talk about stuff like this. Like Chevy, his job's to assemble a talented team. Yeah. He's done that, <laughs> right? They were yeah. a playoff team last year. And in terms of where the lines all slot in, because people are asking me today, who's the second line center of the Jets? I'm like, there's so many good, exciting young pieces there. That's what training camp's for. That this should be an exciting time for the Jets, not have a dang cloud hanging over it. And I think Chevy's done a good job. Well, I agree with you, and I think he's done done a really good job of putting together assets. And I think they the cupboards got a little bit bare there for a while as the Jets figured they had the core and the nucleus they needed to compete and win a cup. It didn't turn out that way. I think what Kevin Sheveldayoff is not lacking when it comes to assembling talent on his roster. I think he was lacking in the way of kind of putting his finger on the pulse of what was happening in the dressing room and trying to keep you know the culture right in the dressing room. The chemistry right in the dressing room but he has kind of reloaded here there's some young pieces to get excited about which is why rod for the life of me i can't understand why the jets are so loath to go down the rebuilding path i really do think if you take a look at the pierre luc dubois trade you get three players back and i understand what the jets are trying to do they've had a lot of talent in the past they're trying to get to be a harder team to play against i say they look like they're trying to go down the the road of a team like the seattle kraken right harder to play against not as deep when it comes to talent but a team that's just harder to play against grittier and may take you deeper into the playoffs I think that they achieved that with those three players but I don't think that you know with the three players that they get in return for Pierre-Luc Dubois you're kind of hitting the heights the way that you did with Pierre-Luc Dubois and conversely with you know Jack Rosvick and Patrick Laine who you needed to move to get Pierre-Luc Dubois I think the only way you do that is if you kind of swing for the fences take the chance and move a player like Shifley and Hellebuck for some future assets. That could be the next big thing. I don't think if you're retooling, you turn those players into the next big thing. I think you turn the Jets into a hard-to-play-against team, and maybe that's where they need to go. But I do think, especially with two big assets like that, there should be room to swing for the fences if you're moving Hellebuck and Shifley and try and find that next star who's you know just still playing junior or, or that draft pick and letting your staff see if they can't turn it into something uh it, it it would be a different philosophy than they're preaching right now but i still think there's room for that philosophy well i think their teams are loath to go down the rebuild road because you're just signing your death papers as a coach at a jam for at least oh, admitting yeah. it and uh, and two uh, lastly because we got about 90 seconds uh, but yeah about 90 seconds i don't think it's the gm's job to set culture i don't i think it's the coach and you hope he's going to be supported by the GM. Was that a breakdown between Pomo and Chevy? Because they're two great men that they just couldn't see eye to eye. Or what's your summation of how that just didn't work out? 
Well, I'm going to say I disagree with you on that because I do think that there are obvious signs of clashes within the dress room and it becomes the general manager's room to maybe remove the issues, right? So the the coaches that were dealing with Evander Kane for all of those years, they had to deal with Evander Kane. If they got to a point where they felt they couldn't deal with him anymore, I think then it's incumbent upon the GM to move that player out for the sake of culture. And I do think the Jets culture suffered for a number of years because of that. Um, uh, I, I've said this, I think that there was a tier system in place underneath Paul Maurice where there were certain players that were untouchable and other players that no matter what they did could kind of get, you know, achieve what they should have been achieving based on what they'd given to the team. Uh, I think that tier system needed to be broken. And again, I guess if we are saying that it's incumbent upon the coach, Paul Maurice was around for a real long time. And from that 2018 year where the Jets looked like they were going to assume the crown as one of the best teams in the NHL, their results actually went down and down and down every single year after that until Paul Maurice was gone. If you're the general manager and culture has an issue to do with that, then you it's incumbent upon you to address your coach. He didn't do that. The coach had to remove himself from the situation when it became apparent that things just weren't working. So I wouldn't let Chevy off the hook when it comes to culture. I think he's a big part of the culture that has, has existed in Winnipeg and really ultimately failed such a talented squad that had so much promise great answer great debate and that's the one thing when the situation's not going to change what needs to change you no doubt pomo uh <laughs> and he's laughing now Randy, sean thank yeah. you for this Rennie, appreciate it enjoy the rest of summer anytime thanks for having me on rock audience takeovers next in the sports update brendan parker of flames tv live down here in our two at century downs We'll be back after this brief pause on Game Plus Television, WQEE Radio, podcast, and YouTube Live. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. RP Show continues. There is the scene of the crime. Call them before the storm, maybe a little better. World Professional Chuck Wagon Association World Finals starting on Wednesday. That's tomorrow going through the weekend. Get your tickets at showpass.com. Okay, welcome to my world, okay? We had a text or a comment come in from Jake earlier from Calgary. He said, Rod, any truth to the rumor of Patrick Wad joining the Ottawa Senators? I texted his agent 10 minutes ago. The answer from the agent is nothing yet. That seems to have triggered an avalanche of comments here. Mark has written in on the EMJ marketing text line. Mark is in Burlington, Ontario. He says, Rod, I heard from a good source that Dave Foxcroft is going down to officiate in the Big Ten after the Labor Day weekend. Can you confirm? This from Kirk in Toronto. Hi, Rod. It's Kirk in Toronto. I was wondering if you could possibly do the great RP show from here in Toronto at Woodbine Racetrack and Casino. You could see the Argos, Ticats, Blue Jays, Leafs games. 
I think RP Show fans here in the GTA would like to see the show live. I know I would. Cheers. Take a number, brah. <laughs> we'll get to you when we can. Today's busy. Tomorrow, not looking likely either, but we'll get to it. Karen Brendan. Brendan Karen. She came down to meet you, so, from Flames TV. Working on it. I can't do it all, man. Sports update. The New York Knicks are suing the Toronto Raptors the Raptors head coach and a former Knicks employee saying the workers stole thousands of videos and other scouting secrets to give to his new Canadian employer, the Raptors. The lawsuit filed in Manhattan federal court seeks unspecified damages. The Knicks said the theft occurred in recent weeks during the departure of the employee who since August of 2021 has directed the planning, organizing and distribution of all video scouting responsibilities for the Knicks coaching staff. By the way, I don't know about Dave Foxcroft. No clue. But I would, is he not still refing in the CFL? He's not going to bounce in the middle of the season. I don't think he would. Left-handed pitcher Yusei Kikuchi gets the start as the Blue Jays open a pivotal series against the Orioles in Baltimore tonight. The Jays are looking to narrow the gap on the red-hot Seattle Mariners who hold a one-game lead over the Jays now for the final American League wildcard spot. Uh, Tampa Bay Lightning forward Brandon Hagel has signed an eight-year, $52 million deal. Extension, the 24-year-old from Saskatoon, Sask, had 30 goals and 31 assists in 82 games in his first full season with the Lightning last season. The new contract will begin in 2024-25. Brandon Hagel spent parts of two seasons with the White Court Wolverines of the AJ and then four seasons with the Red Deer Rebels, three full seasons with the Chicago Blackhawks, and then the Tampa Bay Lightning where he won. You want to sound like up there? Yeah, I thought he did. Yeah. Congratulations, Brandon Hagel. We're very proud of you. And to the Lightning as well. Last minute of play in the RP Show, Hour 1. RP Show uh, Sports Update is brought to you by Landmark Cinemas in theaters. Now, Strays. Abandoned on the mean city streets by his low-life owner, Doug, a naive but lovable dog named Reggie, falls in with a fast-talking, foul-mouthed Boston Terrier and his gang of Strays. Determined to seek revenge, Reggie and his new canine pals embark on an epic adventure to get him home and make Doug pay for his dirty deed. Starring Will Ferrell and Jamie Foxx, strays in Landmark Cinemas now. Coming up next hour, Brennan Parker from Flames TV and Chuck Wagon Pro Driver Dustin Gorst after this brief pause on the Game Plus Television Network, WQEE Radio. that.